Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund to give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plans starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You're going to save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through April 14th, 2024 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. But what are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. People just often cast me as a lawyer or a doctor or a divorcee or, or a murderer. You know, I killed a bunch of husbands one year and I'm very I heard three. Three. You <laughs> yeah, killed three husbands in one year. It was great yeah. fun. <laughs> because you know it's all in there. We all have all this stuff. It's just tapping right. into it and, and <laughs> making it writ large and then there you are. I mean, who, who hasn't been pissed off by their husband or their wife <laughs> right. at some point? <laughs> Hi, I'm Wendy Malik, and I've been on television for 75 years. Hello, hello, and welcome, everybody, back to Off the Beat. I am, once again, your host, Brian Baumgartner. Today is a good day. I, I mean, I could be described as giddy, in fact, because today, Wendy Malik is joining me on the podcast. In truth, don't tell anybody else, she's one of my favorites. She has had 
quite the career. She worked as a model and also briefly in politics before even starting to act. And speaking of acting, her acting career, incredible, does not even begin to describe it. Wendy has quite the range. She has worked on everything from sitcoms like Frasier to animated projects like BoJack Horseman and The Emperor's New Groove. And how rare is this? Wendy has appeared in not one, not two, but three television series that ran for at least six seasons. The groundbreaking HBO comedy Dream On, Hot in Cleveland with Betty White, and not that awards are everything, but Wendy was nominated for two Emmys and a Golden Globe for her role on Just Shoot Me. Honestly, this entire podcast could be devoted to just listing her accomplishments, but I do want you to actually hear from Wendy, so I won't do that, at least not this time. With that, please welcome my friend and two-time co-star, the legendary Wendy Malick. Bubble and squeak. I love it. Bubble and squeak, I know. Bubble and squeak, I cook it every morning. Left over from the night before. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Brian. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I mean, I'm so spectacular now that I'm talking to you. I don't think that you realize this. I've started doing this podcast specifically so that I can talk to you. <laughs> yeah. How many times have you said that? I have said that exactly zero times. Well, it, it sure is it sure is a pain in the ass to get on your stupid Google thing. <laughs> this is not made for people over 60. I have to tell you Listen, right now. This is not it's also not made for me either, but I I luckily had a tons of did you start did you start doing this during COVID? Yes. Steve, you stay here. Stay here. Stay. I'm sorry. I, I have dogs. There may be noise. I can't control this. So oh, I, uh, no, that's totally. I I hear you have a donkey or a donkey, a miniature donkey. Miniature donkey. Uh, we have three horses now. We're down to three. No, yeah, three horses, one miniature donkey, and two dogs. Used to be eight of them, but now it's the war of attrition. <laughs> We're all getting <laughs> older, so as they go, we don't replace them as much as we used to. <laughs> Does the miniature donkey, does it like, does it walk through your house? Oh, no, 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 no. He stays down okay. in, in his stable, but he will uh, put his head on your shoulder and lift his little leg up and try to sit on your lap. And I have friends who come over just for that experience because it's, it's pretty, pretty fabulous. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. He looks like Shrek. He looks like the Shrek donkey. Oh, really? <laughs> he looks like donkey. Yeah, he does. He <laughs> does. Does he talk like Eddie Murphy though? He doesn't talk, but he oh. he speaks to you with his eyes. That's it. That's Phoebe in the background. Honey, lie down. Lie down. Good girl. Good baby. <laughs> um, when I was going back and I was I was researching you, and I'm not expecting you to remember, by the way, because I was reminded. Do you know that we've worked together twice on two different shows? You're never going to get it. <sighs> Were you on Dream On? No, I wasn't on Dream On. I wasn't lucky enough to be on Dream On. I was on yeah, kind of my first significant... Um, like kind of lead guest star roles. It aired like maybe the week that The Office started was actually aired. But now we had shot The Office like a year before. Jake in Progress. 
You were on Jake in Progress. That was the strangest show. It was a very <laughs> odd that? show, but but it had its moments. There were some interesting times. It had its there. moments. I I didn't have much to do with you. I was Julie Bowen's high school college boyfriend. Wow, was Julie Bowen on that too? Remember that? <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy. It's so crazy at this point. How many like short-lived shows we've done and you kind of they kind of blur together after a while yeah i've ended up working with her on a bunch of different things over the years but always a pleasure to see you even if i don't remember (laughs) you being on that show i well i i didn't i didn't fully either okay so i want to go i want to go back i want to go back back you grew up in or around buffalo Right? Like Niagara Falls-ish? Well, I mean, Niagara Falls is not too far, but bu- a suburb of Buffalo, Williamsville. Okay. Yeah. And as Mike, Michael O'Donohue once said, um, you know, you can take the girl out of Buffalo, but you can never take Buffalo out of the girl. And I now <laughs> wear that as a badge of honor because people from Buffalo are very tough, but friendly, and uh, they drink well. And uh, okay. they make the most out of difficult situations. <laughs> They're survivors. <laughs> Well, you have to be. Yeah, you do. You do. It's a very hard place to live. And it doesn't have all of the cultural advantages of Chicago. Right. But you have the same kind of weather, which is very challenging. But I have to say, every time I go back, I'm reminded of how much I like those people that I came from. Even though I wanted to get out really early on, I said, okay, this town is way too small for me. I got to go. When did you leave? Did you leave early? Well, I mean, after high school, I only went back summers, but my parents lived there throughout. My dad died in the spring at 101. My mom is still alive and she'll be 93 this summer and she's there. So I go, we go back and uh, rent this little farmhouse um, every other month and go see her. And I see old friends from high school and my youth. So you're back, you're back quite a bit then. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been back quite a bit, particularly these last few years as my parents have gotten older. Yeah, but I used right. to go back every summer and we had a wonderful cottage on Lake Erie on the Canadian side. And uh, it's beautiful. I mean, you know, it's crazy. People, it's always like, okay, hit me with your best shot. When you say you're from Buffalo, it's like, just <laughs> go ahead, have your way with me. But in <laughs> fact, it's quite a wonderful place to grow up. When did you get the bug or get an idea that you wanted oh, to pursue? So acting? young. I was pretty young. Yeah. My my grandmother was an opera singer before she had kids. We have a, a rather they're quite an entertaining family. But they okay. always they had like the musical comedy albums of everything and I would act out and dance and sing all of them whenever I could. And on the walking down the beach, I used to pretend I had an orchestra behind me. When I'd go on vacation with my family, I would pretend I was from another country and I didn't know them. (laughs) And then they'd call me over and then my whole like cover would be blown. But I think I wanted a more glamorous life than I had. So I invented it. Right. Did you do like theater in high school or? Oh, yeah. And then I, and if it wasn't, if I didn't have enough to do at school, then I, I just made up plays and I directed them and put myself in them with all the neighborhood kids and made my younger sister and brother probably carry lights or have a minor role. Yeah. <laughs> you were always the star. Of course. I, I was the eldest and I kind of, yeah, I kind of directed things. And as they say, I still tend to do that. <laughs> much to their horror <laughs> okay this is what we're gonna do uh, <laughs> you started professionally modeling first is that right 
Yeah. Um, my mother was a model in New York before she got married. She uh, went off and lived at the Barbizon for Women. And dad went and said, no, please come back and marry me and let's have babies. And she did. But she modeled just sort of part time as we were growing up and dragged me along. And I thought, oh, this is pretty fun. And I got on a teen board at one of the at one of our department stores. And it was great. That's how I could afford to buy my own clothes and save some money and um, so it wasn't until years later when I was in New York making $75 a week doing dinner theater at Club Benet in New Jersey. And someone approached me in the tickets line in Times Square and said, have you ever modeled? And I said, yes, as a matter of fact, in high school, in right. Buffalo, in Glamour's <laughs> Buffalo, I did. They said, I think you'd be right for Wilhelmina. You should come see her. And I went and visited with her. And she said, yeah, you, you belong here. You just have to practice not smiling crooked and don't ever tell anybody that you're 25 because it's way too old to start. <laughs> <laughs> so I spent the next five years pretty much traveling the world. It was just the best way to see the world. Lived in Paris, went to the Orient, worked in Africa. I mean, it was really, wow. this was like, you know, the late 70s. And it was, uh, it was a great time. It was fun. It was entertaining. <laughs> it was a very, very excellent time. Yes. I don't remember sleeping very much. And a lot of wine was drunk for sure. But I just, I'm a good clothes horse. So I got to do all of the, the collections. And then they'd send me off to some beach somewhere to get tan real fast and do, um, editorial stuff and it's great fun wow now i have to i have to ask you i'm assuming this is before this you were working for jack kemp yeah is this right mm -hmm. you worked for uh, this this was what in your early 20s i was no this is right after college well yeah i guess it was i think it was like 21 okay. and he we used to to ski with his family he was our congressman and my dad was a supporter of his and we were off skiing with them one time. And he said, listen, when you get out of, out of college, if you want to come and just see what DC is like, let me know and you can come and intern. And I thought, what a great opportunity. And it was during Watergate. So it was just a really exciting and crazy time to be in DC. It was, um, I'm really glad I had the experience. It made it very clear that I did not want to be in politics. But I got to see it from the inside. It was pretty, pretty cool. And he was very tolerant of the fact that I was wearing a George McGovern button. And uh, okay, <laughs> but every day there would be like a new scandal, and another shoe would drop. And it was, um, it was pretty thrilling. Wow, how was that working then for a Republican senator or a congressman during Watergate? That's cra that's crazy. Yeah, when I was there. Um, no, it, it was sort of astonishing how quickly the whole thing unraveled, but there was such momentum to like do the right thing on both sides. And that was when people stayed in DC for the weekends and they actually socialized together. Now everybody goes home and fundraises, but that was when they would work out deals and say, I'll help you with your bill. You help me with mine. And it, it worked. It actually really functioned in a strange way. And Jack was, he was very moderate. He was really much more towards the center and had good friends on both sides. 
he would sort of not only did I have to stuff envelopes in the basement, which is like the most boring thing, but he'd send <laughs> me to take notes when they were merging the AFC and the NFC to form the NFL. So I got to go and sit in on these Senate hearings. That was really fun. And he'd take That's me to lunch awesome. in the congressional dining room and, and introduce me to people. And he got a kick out of the fact that I was wearing this McGovern button every day to work <laughs> to show how tolerant he was. But he was one of the good guys. He really was. Um, I admired people on both sides of the aisle. I thought it was um, there was an interesting group there. It was particularly interesting to see all the young interns working in all the offices, and on Friday nights they dim the lights and dance to Motown. It's like wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome! What an incredible experience to have. Yeah, it was. It was. It's all fodder, you know. It's all fodder. Yeah. It's like I always feel like one of the hardest things if you were an actor if you became too famous to be a people watcher, if you couldn't spy on other people and steal from them, you know, I mean, you get some great right. stuff just from being in the room. If you're able to sort of candidly observe the characters around you. And right. I, I, I have a big file now. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Okay. So you go, you have this incredible modeling career. You're 25, but pretending to be 21 or 19. <laughs> yeah. So what brings you into acting from that? Um, well, I'd started out as an actress when I went to New York. That was the whole plan. But right. but, then but then you're only then making seventy five dollars a week. Yeah, <laughs> that just wasn't feeding the old travel bucket or buying me clothes right. for getting me a decent apartment. So um, I decided, well, I'll take this five years and just do this for a while. And I did, in fact, and came back and and got my first job. It was on a soap opera and I was Nurse Jones. It was so boring. I can't even tell you. But um, that was my entry back into television and movies. And, and then slowly, I was really, really, I'm a very late bloomer. I mean, I never did dream on until I turned 40. And that was really my sort of entree into comedy, which kind of gave me my career. Right. So you you weren't really specifically interested in comedy. Oh, I love comedy. No, I love it, but I just was tall and brunette. No, but in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And um and people just often cast me as a lawyer or a doctor or a divorcee or, or a murderer. You know, I killed right. a bunch of husbands one year and on various shows. I heard three. <laughs> yeah. Three. You yeah. killed three husbands in one year. It was great yeah. fun. <laughs> Because, you know, it's all in there. We all have all this stuff. It's just tapping right. into it and, and making it writ large. And then there you are. I mean, who, who right. hasn't been pissed off by their husband or their wife right. at some point, their partner? So That's so funny. I was thinking about that. You you killed three husbands in one year. This is not a joke. This is back in my theater day. In one year, I played three women. Totally different projects. Totally because, different. Because of your highly developed feminine side. Actually, it's because you have such beautiful skin. They figure yes. they can throw out some hair on you and it's a done deal. <laughs> yes. Yes. But good for uh, you. So 1990, yes, Judith Tupper on Dream On. This is an innovative, people don't realize, I think now, like changes the whole dynamic of television. I mean, it's HBO's first comedy series. Well, there had been, there had been, I think, first and 10 or something else that didn't really, you know, it just didn't really connect. But this one was so innovative and so fresh, although hardly anybody had HBO at the time, but everybody in right. our business did. So yes. people noticed it, but it was still very under the radar. And I'm so sorry that they sold it to Fox 
because Fox tried to, sh- to air it on a network and they had to take all the sex and the swearing out of it and put commercials right. in there and a laugh track, which was the kiss of death. It was because it was such a brilliant, innovative show. And so many shows borrowed from it after that. Yeah. But when that aired with Larry Sanders, that kind of, I think, put HBO on the map for original programming. That was their first really big, like, wow, they brought something completely fresh to the dance. Yeah. I mean, both of those two shows at the time, I mean, aesthetically, in terms of the comedy, I mean, also just a comedy that had, like you said, like sex was sort of inappropriate, dark. And completely gratuitous. (laughs) And they made no bones about it. It was just like, you know, the neighbor would show up to brow sugar naked, except for like a a scuba mask and flippers. (laughs) It was like, what? (laughs) <laughs> but it was such a genius use of of all those clips that, that Universal owned. You know, Marta Coffin and David Crane figured out a way to use those that nobody had quite done before. And it, it, it was genius. And we had the most amazing guests. I mean, over the years, everybody wanted to come play on that show. And we shot it in a warehouse in Sun Valley that... You could hear gunshots at night and it wasn't it wasn't soundproof. So every time it would hail or rain hard, we'd just have to we'd have to loop the entire scene. Really? It was just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And we used to shoot it in three days and then they expanded to four and finally to five because I think Brian Ben Ben was gonna have a nervous breakdown if they pushed him any harder. But it was a real gift to all of us. Yeah. yeah. You've said that it changed your life. Why why oh, yeah. because it got you into comedy? Yeah, no, I was the straight man for him the first couple episodes. And then they sort of found out that I was funny and decided to make my character not the together psychologist, but she's actually way more neurotic than anybody else in the whole show. And um, you started to see the little fractures in her in her personality. And, and that just makes it so much more fun to play. I had a blast with that. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You're going to save so much, you're going to be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't like a few extra bucks in their pocket? I certainly would. Money for a golf round, perhaps? Tickets to a concert or a game? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through April 14th, 2024 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics. 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not in endorsement witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring an unforgettable performance by grammy and academy award-winning singer songwriter and composer 
John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zin. Find your Zin online or in a store near you at zincom slash find. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I read something. I did not know this. And I feel like I know everything about you. <laughs> having having been obsessed with me for all these years. <laughs> having I'm, having created I mean, a podcast just so that we can do this. You go you go listen to the openings. I've never said that before. I read that you auditioned for Diane on Cheers. Yes, yes. Okay, was this a, like did you come close? I don't know. I didn't get it. Oh, you don't know. So that's okay. the end game. I also got had a screen test with George Lucas and Steven Spielberg for for um, Grace in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Really? Yes, in their hotel room. And wow. they, I guess Steven had seen me in an Excedrin commercial, and that's how he used to find unknown actresses and had me come in. And I chatted with them, and they thought I was great and said, come back, and we'll, put you, we'll give you a screen test next week. And I came back, and it was – anyway, it's a long story. But anyway, clearly, I didn't get that one either, which really pissed me off. <laughs> but I did a terrible audition, which I was unprepared <laughs> for. But that's a whole other story. And I don't like to look back in anger. Right, <laughs> right. Did you have many audition meetings in hotel rooms? I've had one. 
Um, you know, they used to do that. And these guys were fine. They weren't creepy at all. Okay. It was they really okay. weren't. They were lovely. And they had big okay. suite, which is where they <laughs> it does sound really they probably wouldn't do it now because it just it just could be accused of something. <laughs> but they were lovely. Okay. Yeah. Um, I okay. don't know how many I've had in hotel rooms. I don't think a lot. Uh, but certainly in the eighties that happened more often. I think that was that was a leftover from the old days. And without the yeah. extra Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So this starts a relationship with you, by the way, Dream On. I know I'm skipping uh, Cheers, but you end up going to work on Frasier. Yeah. Um, hal- hal- hilarious and uh, memorable series. You did 10, 12 episodes or something, right? Yeah, I was in the last season. It was after Just Shoot Me wrapped. And I had some friends who were writers on that show. And they said, can she sing? And I said, you know, not very well. And they said, that's actually perfect. <laughs> If you're not that good. So I found the perfect wig and uh, and went in. And I remember the day I went in and met with all the writers there. And um, it just felt like one of those things that was meant to be. It was so much fun. And he was so delightful. I have to say, John. Mahoney. No, John John Mahoney was so yummy. Played Martin. He's, he's yeah. such a fine actor, but he also was an incredible singer-dancer. And we got to do a whole dream sequence of Busby Berkeley like dance thing for our yep. wedding. It was just, it was such a gift. And they all were so gracious. And of course, then Jane and I ended up being together on Hot in Cleveland after that. I said, God, yes. I said, I used to be your mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm your roommate. Uh, <laughs> your roommate. Um, well, I have to, I have to ask you first about Just Shoot Me. To me, one of my favorite female performances in all of comedy. And I mean that sincerely, Nina Van Horn. What's your process for creating a character? How do you approach that? Is it all about the writing or talk to me a little bit about, about well, that? I mean, you. that's, you know, that's the map. And if you have a great map to, uh, finding out what makes her tick, that's such a, you got most of it right there. And Steve Levitan said, when I met with him, he said, I was looking for a Wendy Malick type, you know, someone who you could believe had been a model and just has a great sense of comedy and comedic timing. He said, and then I realized maybe we should just get Wendy Malick. <laughs> and he said, and, you know, and she's sort of kicking and screaming her way into turning 50. And, you know, I just so loved this character from the first time I read the pilot. And I thought, this is a woman who has so many parallels to my own life, except that I'm mm-hmm. moderate and she's not. Right. I can't tell you how many people have come up to me over the years and said, oh my gosh, I'm so much like Nina. You have no idea. And I said, well, then you need to get into rehab immediately, honey, because <laughs> there's no way that woman would have still been alive today. Right. But my husband often described her as uh, an idiot savant. <laughs> she had great style, excellent style. Yes. But, you know, she just... <laughs> Acted like it was 1975 forever and right. uh, really didn't get that you have to sort of change with the times and that you can't get away with murder like forever. Right. I mean, I think that's the genesis of my question. Here, here's how I view that character. And I think that there are certainly elements in your other work, but what what I felt like you were so genius at and found something so specifically different than anybody else that I'd ever seen before where it was high status, but an idiot, right? Like the, like, like embracing that high status. See, I do the opposite. 
right? <laughs> I'm just an idiot. I'm just, it's just transparently an idiot and try to find a lovability within that idiocy. Which you do very well. You're a lovable well, idiot. <laughs> well, thank, thank you. And I hope and, I'm the same. <laughs> yes. no, you know, there is, there is that, I, I think what you're getting at is there's just enough of overlap between Nina and me and having had some very similar situations and circumstances and, and experience over the years that I could tap into my own experience of all of that and then think, what if you had absolutely no filters and- Unapologetic. And no, and no compass and you were really still having a good time <laughs> and not too right. concerned about any of that, that it's still kind of working for you. And so you just sort of don't see the problem in living like yeah. you lived- 20, 30 years ago. You're just going to keep doing it until you probably drop. But there was just something about that chemistry with those five people that I always tell uh, people when they've asked me, why do you think that one really worked? And we are still such good friends after all this time. And it was so hard to lose George last year, who was like the anchor of all of it. Um, But I think it was one of those great things that you never know if you have it until you're all in the room together, like you had with The Office. It's like everyone occupies a different place in this universe, but all the planets make sense and you can believe they belong in the same universe. But they're all totally specific. Nobody overlaps each other, really. It's kind of, you all have your own space and you all make each other better and more interesting. Right. And each relationship is its own unique relationship. Right. I had this conversation a year or so ago with Kevin Riley, actually, who I don't know if you know, but he was the head I of do. NBC. I do. I know him very well. And he, we were on oh. a board together for ages, too. And he was with NBC all those years. Yes. And I, I love him. I think he's so, so smart. Yeah, he and he is. talked about the history of workplace comedies, right? And part of the conversation about The Office was people were saying, which I'm sure was similar to at least Dream On back when you started, which was like, this is so different. This is yeah. weird. And the camera's yeah. moving. And what he said to me was, he goes, I don't understand what people are talking about. It's a workplace comedy, which has been a staple on television forever. And I think there are shows like Just Shoot Me. I mean, Mary Tyler Moore sort of started the whole thing where it, it just follows in the succession. And, and the thing that is what you just said, which is what all of those shows share, is an ensemble of characters that fit together perfectly, or at least try to fit together perfectly. All have sort of a different, you know, well, you high status idiot or whatever, like all the characters that sort of fit together that bring that sort of special ensemble. Yeah. And provide and provide conflict. It's it's like just a mini, it's a mini world that you create where there are people who are going to rub up against each other and, and, you know, be attracted to each other and drive each other insane. And yeah, it, it's, it's like that little microcosm. And so many of them, Taxi was another one that just worked so beautifully. And uh, over the years, and, and I think, you know, at first I really was sort of taken aback doing a single camera comedy. I thought, what are, what are we going to miss not having the audience doing that? But then something else is allowed to happen when you move into single camera stuff. I, I missed the audience leaving that, but I also appreciate that you can allow for much more nuance. I think that was one of the great things about uh, Frasier is that they often ended a scene where you were left feeling a little unsure of what was going on. And it wasn't always <laughs> you know, leaving right. you on a high note on a joke. Sometimes you just have to sit with it and sort of. Yeah. What, when did you realize that it was going to be the massive 
success that it was. Was it early on? Did it catch on pretty quickly? Just shoot me. Um, yeah, that happened pretty fast. We were kind of, we kind of were in the top 10 there for a while. And then they kept moving us around to different time slots and eventually it kind of ruined it. But, um, and I, I have to say like so many shows that go on for that long, we had seven seasons and some seasons were stronger than others. You know, there were times where I felt like it became more of a sophomoric kind of, you know, that going for the low hanging fruit the sex jokes, which, you know, are fun, but after a while you want something a little deeper, but there were seasons where it was just some of my favorite stuff. I mean, the two I think of always for me were um, when they did the A&E biography of Nina Van Horn, which was what a present for an actor to have, for somebody who had built your whole Bible, this is where you come from. You were an orphan. You were first (laughs) discovered by this guy from New York in the middle of Arkansas or something. And they put you on a seed catalog thing and that (laughs) opened up your modeling career. I mean, the whole thing was so completely outrageous, but we had everybody in that. It was just, it was so much fun. And Eileen Kahn and, and her husband wrote the one where it was a word of the day calendar and David Spade and Enrico Colantoni, their characters decided to give me a fake sort of word of the day. So I just made up these words that were complete gobbledygook and went on like NPR and started talking to a feminist and being a real show off about it. And I completely, and Larry Miller was the host and he fell madly in love with me and allowed me to just carry on with all this gobbledygook that meant nothing, but it was such a smart, wonderful script. And I, that kind of stuff made me so happy. Yeah. Would you say that comedy is your favorite thing to do now? It's pretty damn fun when the writing is great, I have to say, but I love it all. I love things where you get to bring it all to the dance. And that's one of the things in talking about, you know, moving to single camera that you get a chance to bring in a lot more colors, I think. Although really good situation comedies, even multicams, a lot of times I remember the first time I realized that was, I think, watching a taxi episode. And I thought, oh, my God, in 22 minutes, this show has almost brought me to tears. It touched me so and made me laugh out loud. And that's an extraordinary feat uh, with commercials. <laughs> so, you right. know, and now and now how network is competing with cable is almost impossible. I mean, if you have a breakout show, it's pretty crazy. I'm the, the principal on Young Sheldon. Yep. which is doing very well, but it's one of the few sort of, and that again is single camera. But um, but I think when you have to compete with with shows that can do like 12 a year, and I work on some of those, and they really get to fine tune and hone them more, and you don't have to deal with the commercials, and you can watch them whenever you want to. And, you right. know, it's certainly, I think in a lot of ways, they've been a gift to us, but it's just changing the way it used to be when you stand around the water cooler, if anybody actually did that, and talked about right. what you saw the night before. I think those days are over. I, no, I, I think so too. Because honestly, I really think that sports is the only thing that does that anymore. Yeah. It seems to be the only thing that people watch live. And that's the difference. Is you can talk about Squid Game or, you know, but it's all sort of gradual. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Don't. Oh, I'm on yeah. episode two. I'm, yeah. you know, so you can't, you can't sort of engage in the same way as like, oh, last night at nine o'clock, we were all watching. Right. Just right. shoot me or whatever. Yeah. 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 And in a way, I, I'm sorry about that because yeah. as we have um, become more homebodies in the last two years too, and not going, you know, I was thinking about, we went back to Disney Hall uh, when they reopened the season 
And I just was so thrilled to be in that hall with all those people sharing that glorious music. And I was just at the Amundsen the other night. And and the same thing of those shared experiences of our culture and things that make us laugh, that inspire us, that bring us to tears, all of that. That shared humanity is something that we are so lacking. And I think it's it's part of how we got to where we are right now with this kind of lack of common purpose and of all being in it together. You know, we, we right. physically haven't been in it together for so long. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And it's not just, you know, it's not, I mean, you bring up live performance events. Certainly there's that, but even the experience of going to a movie on yes. a Saturday night oh, and you're yeah. sitting with a hundred other people and you're laughing or you're, you know, yeah, that sort of communal yeah. experience Somebody told me, and I, I'm not sure who this was, and maybe it's not even true, but I love the idea of it. But someone said they had researched this and done some some experiments, and they found that in live theater, the audience can get caught up in it. And after a certain period of time, maybe it's in a drama, I don't know, maybe it's across the board, they actually, their heartbeats get in sync. Mm-hmm. I've because heard that too. you are kind of breathing at the same time, and you hear that, that sort of communal... <gasps> or laugh or whatever right. it is, but that it's like girls who are roommates get their period at the same time. But there's something about that, whatever that That's a rumor. energy That doesn't is, really happen. Oh, that is that so doesn't true. Really, and having I'm been a woman kidding. yourself on, on several occasions, I'm sure you're aware of it. Three times in Maybe one you year. Maybe you weren't in Mensis at the time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. I'm, now I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You're going to save so much, you're going to be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't like a few extra bucks in their pocket? I certainly would. Money for a golf round, perhaps? Tickets to a concert or a game? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through April 14th, 2024 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics. 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring an unforgettable performance by grammy and academy award-winning singer songwriter and composer john batiste the all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. 
Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zin. Find your Zin online or in a store near you at zin.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. also doing a ton of voiceover work mm-hmm. i have been doing more of that the last few years do you enjoy that the experience of creating a character that way i love it yeah of course i still am so physical i'm always using my whole body and my hands and all of this and they always have to tell me not to move around so much because i'm making too much noise <laughs> i love it um you know my yeah. two favorites have been Probably have been Bojack Horseman, where I got to be his mother. So funny. And they gave me such a great storyline, and it was so heartbreaking. And, I mean, those guys are just geniuses. And I'm doing one for Disney called The Owl House, and it's such a groundbreaking story. I play this fabulous witch, and she's got one snaggle tooth. She's just okay. really fun. She's like Rosalind Russell, the witch, but with the snaggle tooth <laughs> thing. Right. But in it, the young girl, who's the sort of lead character who – who goes down in the down under, it's kind of like Alice in Wonderland. She goes through the rabbit hole and ends up in this, this other land, the boiling Isles and uh, wants to become a witch. And I take her under my wing that she becomes attracted. She's like 13 has a girlfriend and kisses her. And I mean, people, young kids are so thrilled that there are people who reflect right. <laughs> young lesbians and young witches right. and, uh, and it sort of just gives people a chance to see someone who maybe is kind of like them out there. And it's been it's been a, culturally a very interesting thing for Disney to do. Now, I don't know if they're going to keep us in there, but I think after what's going on at Disney World, it would be a very good idea. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's very fun. And speaking of what you, I, I do the same thing with my hands and my uh, moving yeah, around no, and, and stuff. When all you have is your voice, you realize that you're using your face and you're just, you know, when I run, when I, <laughs> yeah. All right. I mean, it's, that's how you emote. Yes. You got to work with one of the greats very recently, hot in Cleveland. I don't mean me, by the way, uh, Betty <laughs> <Brian>? White, <laughs> but, but Betty White, um, by the way, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt my question to say something else that th- this also occurs to me An actors dream three different shows that go over six seasons, one, seven. I mean, how? Well, actually to be, to be fair, um, dream on, I think was only five. But we still got to 130 shows or whatever it was. I well, you know what's funny, and this is from memory right here. I saw 120, and I and I I think it's six because I went. What I did, the reason I'm saying this, and by the way, you should remember, not me, as I was going, it was 20 episodes a year. How I, like that? That's, that may be true because after yeah, after the first year, because the first year we did like you know six or ten or something. Right. So probably after that, we we picked up on it. But as a cable show. Yeah, no, that was, I think they just realized they hit pay dirt. They just went, oh, right. let's keep cramming these things out for sure. Right. No, and but to back to your question about Betty. Betty. I will forever be grateful to have turned 60 on that show when she was turning 90. That was such a gift. And Jane and Val were both on the verge of their 50th. We all, you know, we were so stunned that anybody wanted to do a show about women of our age anyway, like to build it around us. And not just be the mom or the boss or the whatever. Um, right. Being with her, she had such a total renaissance of her career. Not that she ever stopped working, but this was after Saturday Night Live and the Snickers commercial. And to be around her and see what was going on with this woman who was going to turn 90 the next year was such a revelation for all of us. It was like, wow, we're not done. My next birthday will be the beginning of my third act. And that was such a different way of framing how I have gone forward since then to realize that, you know, it's so much of it is your attitude and in your head. And and if you, you know, stay vital and love what you do and leave it on the mat every time and try to be, to be a good soldier and play with, with others nicely, <laughs> right. which I do because I love sets. I love collaborating. I love being on set with people and I want it to be enjoyable for everybody. And I think when people show up and they're prepared and they are happy to be there, there's no reason why you can't have a blast and make good stuff. You know, I just feel so blessed to have this career and to still be doing it at my age. But I, I really credit Betty with my having faith and uh, and not freaking out about <laughs> about my age. She really was an enormous mentor in that way to so many women yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And her the experience also, I mean, I was there. I know you saw obviously so much more, but what was so incredible to me about watching her at 90 or whatever it was, when those cameras came on, she always found a way to do. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Yeah. No, she came alive. Just lit up. She just came alive and she was radiant. That woman, there was something about her face and her eyes, but she had those amazing dimples and her eyes just sparkled. And when you look, during all the tributes when she died and you saw her, especially when she was around Alan, who every time she talked about him, her eyes would water and she just, 
She was so madly in love with him. They were so wild about each other, but she still had it. And she was someone you just couldn't take your eyes off. Is it, is it off of? Off of. You're not yeah. supposed to end with an of, but for whom you I'm could not, not take major. off your eyes. I was trying to help you. <laughs> for, <laughs> whom, to help you. for whom you could not take off your eyes. No, that doesn't make sense. No, that's definitely but you not. You know what I'm saying? And yes. kind and generous, humble and. No, she just she she was the real package, and you could really see that nobody ever had an unkind word to say about Betty ever. Yeah, is there anyone in Hollywood that you would like to work with? Is there is there any dream person out there? Oh, so many. Yeah, I just. But anybody who wants to work with me, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I I mean everyone will know that now. Now that now that so yeah. So I am available for work. And uh yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I have to say it's been really fun now playing the mother of grown-up people. So now I'm a grandmother. There's something kind of freeing about getting to this stage that maybe you don't sweat the small stuff as much. He recently played a DA in a movie, and I thought, okay, this is where the challenging part is when you have to know the, that kind of legalese stuff and do the final argument to the jury and all that shit. Right. So that stuff in the medical stuff is has always been a little tricky for me. But I do love still just jumping in with a bunch of people and seeing seeing how good we can make it. I recently did a movie in Hawaii that I produced on. And so I'm helping with editing, which is really fun. It's like a whole different hat to wear and helped with casting it. And the premise was they never found Amelia Earhart's body. So what if she survived that crash and went and lived under an assumed name in Hawaii? And it is now the eve of her 80th birthday. Okay. And you're editing it now? Yeah. And I got to play Amelia. That's awesome. So that was pretty interesting. And that's like a different hat to wear, which I love. And I'm also writing. So I wrote a short play that got produced and published. And uh, so it's kind of like, what's the worst thing that can happen? You can fall on your face. But trying new stuff when you're in your third act, I highly recommend it. It keeps things very interesting. And then you have an alternative. You know, if things slow down in one area, you can kind of plug into another one. Yeah. Have you directed? I have directed readings, but never uh, any long form of anything. No desire? Possibly. Possibly. I think perhaps something that I write, like I wanted to direct the play that I wrote, but I was working here and couldn't, and it was on the East Coast. So yeah, I could see directing something of my own, but I don't think I would direct and act in something. Okay. Well, you did when you were a kid. I did. Well, and who knows? Maybe I'll get there again and just think, I can do everything. (laughs) I'll write it, I'll direct it, I'll shoot it. <laughs> I'll edit it. I'll do it all. Yeah. But that idea of collaboration to me is one of the most desirable aspects of working because I have no intention of retiring because I like what I do too much. I like I have no interest in doing a one woman show because I, I wouldn't know who to debrief with at the end of the night. You know, who do you say see on the ice to? <laughs> um, right. That's just it's not why I do this. Yeah. You know, I've done three. Really? Were any of them women? Any of them women? I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. No. One, one though, was an hour and 45 minutes in an, with an Irish accent. And I don't really do accents, by the way. Uh, I don't. <laughs> so that went well. <laughs> I, it, it, it was a lot of work. 
it's interesting that you say that because I found it really, really difficult. Now I had close collaborations with the directors and even designers on some of that, but it's not the same. And I think in our business, well, especially in comedy, I think that collaboration, that give and take that, even if it's not straight improv is. Yeah. Yeah. And then even in the doing of it, particularly in live theater, the tennis game, you play with each other and how you can bail each other out of trouble and um, surprise (laughs) each other. (laughs) Um, There's just, it's, it's, that's so delicious. And that's something I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to trade. Yeah. You've talked about it a little bit. You have a lot of animals. You love animals. I heard that it was written that you said, that was a horrible sentence, that you wanted to be a vet if you weren't an actor. Yeah. You've done advocacy work with the Humane Society and other animal organizations. What sparked this love or interest? Is this lifelong or is this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, my older sister growing up was a collie, Bonnie. Yeah. She was my first best friend. You know, I have always preferred the company of animals to people <laughs> pretty much uh, more consistently. No, I love, I love, I love people too, <laughs> but they are much easier to love and they forgive you everything. And uh, no, they're my crew. And I, I feel you know, this is such a gift that I got to end up living on a ranch and I get to live with animals. You know, they're, they're my, my besties for sure. Yeah, And it's interesting because my, I probably would have gone into veterinary medicine, but I sucked at science and math. And I also love theater. So I had, okay, theater, science and math. You can't do science and math. We'll have to go this way. So it was, uh, it was by necessity. But my daughter is, um, had started out being an aspiring thespian, was pretty good. And she's now in college at Bard and she's pre-med and going to be a vet, an equine vet. She's been writing really? since she was five years old, but yeah, she said, you know, I was thinking about it and I know how lucky you feel you are that you get to work at the thing you love, but I've also seen your friends who get so frustrated because they just don't have enough to make a living. And I think I would be so depressed if that were me. She said, but the other thing I love is animals and there is a real need for equine vets. You know, there are a lot of small animal vets, but She's worked every summer at a return to freedom, a horse sanctuary, wild horse sanctuary, and really gotten her feet wet. She's like fold little horses and she stuck her hand into wounds and cleaned them out. And she doesn't have any problem with it. And she, she said, I want to do this. So she's now immersed in science and math (laughs) and looking at a long road ahead. But it's so great that she figured out that's where she belongs. Would you do that? Stick your hand up there and. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty fearless when it comes to. I will touch all things animal. They don't gross me out at all. It's so different from people. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna leave that one alone. Um, congratulations on all the projects you have coming up. I cannot imagine you as an 80 year old Amelia Earhart, but I'm gonna watch it nonetheless. Oh, I actually kind of sold it. I think. Yeah. Imagine me with white eyebrows, blue eyes, white hair, a few age spots, but I didn't need too much. All I had to do was look down a lot. (laughs) I was amazed at how little it took. How little it took. Stop it. Um, Truly, Wendy, thank you so much. it It is not a line. It is not BS. You just make me laugh. It's really, it's truly, it's as simple as that. And even though I forgot that we worked together before Hot in Cleveland... I think I was just too nervous then. 
I uh, thank you for coming and talking to me. I know. Brian, you make me laugh too. So it's mutual. There you go. All right. Wendy Malik. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You know, Wendy, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. In case you can't tell, I'm a big fan. I cannot tell you how much this conversation has meant to me. You are, in fact, one of the great ones. To the rest of you, well, you're great too. And I will see you next week for another episode of Off the Beat. In the meantime, like, subscribe, follow at Off the Beat. You know the drill. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Off the Beat is hosted and executive produced by me, Brian Baumgartner, alongside our executive producer, Ling Lee. Our producers are Diego Tapia, Liz Hayes, Emily Carr, and Hannah Harris. Our talent producer is Ryan Papa Zachary. Our theme song, Bubble and Squeak, performed by my great friend, Creed Bratton, and the episode was mixed by Seth Olansky. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund to give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You're going to save so much. You'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through April 14th, 2024 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do. Enabling members to experience the joys of having your financial Finances in order. And that makes us facet for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit facet.com, F A C E T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth is an SEC registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current Facet members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. But what are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grace ever. Now streaming on Hulu. 
and the new season streaming March 15th.